The Eagles make a big move in free agency. How much will that affect the Cowboys going forward in 2022? Plus, what did the Commanders and the Giants do this offseason, and how far away are they from contending in the division? All that and so much more in this episode of the Locked on Cowboys podcast. You are Locked on Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked on. Locked on. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We want to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. We are free and available on all platforms. I am Marcus Mosher. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosher. He is Landon McCool. Check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. Landon, how are you doing today, sir? Doing well. Uh, I'm excited to talk about some uh, some some rivals here and see where they've where they've been in the offseason. We haven't had a chance to kind of check in on uh, on the uh, preseason Super Bowl champs uh, and, and the other members of the NSCE. So uh, I'm excited to talk about them. Yeah, a couple of listeners reached out and they wanted us to talk about what the Eagles, Giants, and Commanders have done this offseason and how it relates to Dallas. So. Uh, Let's get into it. Let's let's start with the Philadelphia Eagles, Landon, who made a big signing uh, here on Wednesday morning. They signed. They made a signing. They made a signing. It was a big signing. Well, there you go. I think that tells you (laughs) what you think about the signing. So uh, they signed cornerback James Bradbury to a one-year deal worth $10 million. Uh, The Eagles have had a very busy offseason. They traded for A.J. Brown. Uh, They signed Hassan Reddick, who's had double-digit sacks in back-to-back seasons. They drafted Jordan Davis and Nicobe Dean. What do you think about the Eagles' offseason move so far? I think they've had a good offseason. I mean, I'm certainly not here to, to, to poo-poo that and, and say that they, they've done a lot of stuff. They've added some talent to the team. There's absolutely no doubt. I love the A.J. Brown move. Uh, I think, you know, he gives them uh, a legitimate wide receiver, which they didn't, haven't really had. I mean, they, they've drafted a ton of guys, but they haven't quite had one. I think this gives them uh, some – uh, somebody to kind of take some of the pressure off Smith uh, as he starts to develop a little bit more. And, and then eventually you could see that being quite a, a good duo there. Uh, I, I think the Hassan Reddick uh, signing is, is, uh, is underrated. I mean, they're, he, they're going to be able to use him a lot. Like, a uh, money, but yeah. 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 I, I, yeah, for sure. And, and, and I think that they're going to need to kind of use him. Uh, I, you know, I imagine it, it, sort of how they, how the Cowboys use Parsons, right? Where yep. they'll move him around a little bit as a pass rusher. He'll play some linebacker, I'm sure, because they definitely need help there. Um, and 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 they'll, you know, they'll use him kind of as a as a movable chess piece. You know, Davis is obviously we talked at great length about Jordan Davis, such an Eagles pick, right? To have another yep. big yep. physical dominant defensive tackle to that that group. Uh, the Kobe Dean, um, you know, we've talked about it a great deal. Yeah. Um, you know, I, they, they've added a lot of talent here. There's, 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 uh, absolutely no doubt there. I think that some of these moves have been, were better than others, but, uh, I think the Eagles without a doubt have had the best off season, uh, in the NFC East. All right. Let, let me ask you this question about the team, not weighing positions, but just kind of looking at rosters from one to 53. Do they have the best roster in the NFC East right now? I mean, it's certainly the Cowboys with them, right? Like, yeah. I, I I don't know that it, I would either clearly give it to one or the other. I think last year the the Cowboys clear. I mean, if, again with the caveats that you just put on there, right? 
uh, I think last year the Cowboys clearly had a better roster. I don't know that that's necessarily the case now. Again, if we're unweighting important positions, unweighting especially quarterback, uh, I, I think that it's it's clear to say that the Eagles have have caught up in the overall talent yep. aspect of where the where, where to where the Cowboys are. Yeah, I, I would say that the Eagles, man, I'm. I feel pretty confident saying they have the best roster in the NFC East. I think their overall roster is better than the Cowboys. Again, if you're not weighing specific positions, right? Like their quarterback is significantly worse than what Dallas has at quarterback. And that means so much, right? If you're going to have, let's say, a middling quarterback, is that fair for Jalen Hurts? I think it's the definition of middling. Middling, right. Your roster has to be basically a plus everywhere else in order to be a legitimate contender. Right. And the problem is if you have any injuries at all during the season and your quarterback is still only middling, you just don't have a lot of wiggle room there. Right. You, you basically need to dominate all, you know, every other starting position. I I love this roster. I think they're talented all over the, all over the place, but it comes down to that quarterback. I I thought Jalen hurts looked overwhelmed in the, playoff game against the Bucs like it was just too much for him did they do enough this offseason to help him out maybe they got they grabbed AJ Brown they improved their offensive line I just I still I have a lot of questions about Jalen Hurts Landon that's why I still I feel very lukewarm about this team even though a lot of people are excited yeah I mean again like uh you know they signed Nande Asamoah. They got uh uh, uh Vince Young Vince Young, Vince Young. <laughs> uh so I'm you know I'm I, congratulations to their super bowl victory you know look if this this happens every year yeah. <laughs> like this uh, this is like the same tune every year it's it's like they you know howie roseman signs all these guys uh they all have great name value howie roseman does a lot of great stuff in the draft and, and yeah. there's, there's a lot of talent but i think there's people get really upset when they do this kind of thing they sign a, a guy that i oh i know that name james bradbury he's he was a good quarterback at one point. So they signed him for $10 million and now it's like an incredible deal, but it's like now you've got two cornerbacks who are teetering on the edge of, of the, the end of their good play. Uh, and, and I think that this is the difference between a, a team that scares me versus a team that doesn't is that they have a lot of guys on the, on their roster that I feel pretty good are going to, are going to be talented at the beginning of the, of the year. My question is how are some of those players going to be at the end of the year? where the Cowboys have young players that you're hoping to grow into their positions to get better as the year goes on. There's a couple players on the Eagles rosters that I feel like could fall off a cliff by midseason, yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, that's just kind of what you get sometimes when you, uh, when you throw the dice inside of a, well, a you know, restricted free agency, even somebody like AJ Brown, who uh, listen, I'm a huge AJ Brown fan. I think he's one of the best three or four receivers in the entire league, but he's had a lot of durability problems he's got a, a knee issue that bothered him all last year that caused him to miss time practice time he, he's somebody that i don't know if you can rely on to play 15 16 games every year my fear with philadelphia though in, in regards to the cowboys is what if jalen hurts does make the leap like and we saw this with dak like dak got significantly better in year three right year two was up and down the start of year three was not great but by the end of 2018 dak was playing some of the best football of his career what if Jalen Hurts has a similar type of growth here and really improves? That's where the Cowboys could be in trouble here if Hurts does get better. Yeah, I mean, it's certainly, but I, I just don't have 
the difference between Hertz and, and Dak is that I think we saw what we saw the things that would make Dak great eventually. I, I think the things that are that hurts hurts uh, are are flaws that are not necessarily correctable. Like you know what I'm saying? Like I don't know how much better he's going to be at delivering that 18 yard out route over you know the the, the yeah. in the honey hole. I don't know how much better he's going to be at kind of. Uh, uh, throwing the ball into tight windows with 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 bodies around his feet when when you need to make that throw, uh, yeah. Yeah. those are things that I, I don't know. Like, I don't know how much you can improve with that. Those are you know those are the kind of things that like there are certain things I think as a quarterback uh, that are revealed about you your first few years in in the in the, uh, in the league, and I think that there are things that are correctable. Uh, I think the things that were revealed about Hertz are not so correctable, not at least certainly not easily correctable. And I think he certainly has a very long way to, to go to kind of get there if he is going to be able to correct those stuff. That's and if you're if you're poking holes in the rest of the roster, their linebackers are still not very good. We'll see about Nakobe Dean, how healthy he is. TJ Edwards is maybe one of their better linebackers. Kazir White coming over from the Chargers, still pretty weak there. And then they're still relying on a lot of older players, including Brandon Graham, Fletcher Cox. Both their corners are older. Anthony Harris is one of their safeties is older. It's an older defense, and I'm not quite sure how athletic and how fast they are, uh, but they do have a lot of depth, so we'll see. I think this is pretty clearly, though, the top contender with the Cowboys for the NFC East. Real what quick, we talk other- about we, we talk about defensive regression all the time, but defensive regression is about when you keep trying to bring the same folks back to get the same results. That's what's happening with this Eagles secondary. They just got a year older, and they added a, another body. Yes, Bradbury might be an upgrade on where Steve Maddox was, or uh, Avante uh, Maddox. Maddox. I'm sorry, that played last year, but. I don't know that it's that much of, a, of an upgrade. And then, frankly, you know, he's an older player that, like I said, his game is not going to improve as the season goes by, goes on at his age. So, yeah, I, I think as much as people talk about the Cowboys' regression and on defense, this this defense is filled with a bunch of older players who are, are not going to be getting better as the season goes on. Yeah, a pretty old cornerback, dude. Darius Light is 31. Uh, James Bradbury turns 29. That's typically a position that doesn't age well, but we'll see. Uh, all right, let's uh, take a quick break to tell you guys about Built Bar. Imagine dipping your finger into that plastic tub of birthday cake frosting and then opening your eyes and realizing that it's only 150 calories but with <laughs> 16 grams of protein. That's what it's like to eat a birthday cake puff from Built. If you haven't tried the puffs, got them right here. I'll mm. let you on a little secret. Because that's what we do. It's a chocolate-covered marshmallow protein bar, and it's absolutely fantastic. It's covered in 100% real chocolate. I get 150 calories, 16 grams of protein, and only 9 grams of sugar. Take it with you to the golf course, on vacation, to the beach. It's just an absolutely fantastic snack. Go to Built.com and use promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your next order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. All right, Landon, our next team is the New York Giants, and they've had a very interesting offseason. They are the team that released James Bradbury because of cap concerns. They brought in Brian Dable uh, to be the new head coach. They did not exercise a fifth-year option on Daniel Jones, but they did have a couple really good draft picks, including Kayvon Thibodeau, Evan Neal, uh, one of my favorite players in the draft, Wondell Robinson. But what do you think about the Giants' offseason move so far? I think that the draft picks were, you know, 
they were extremely high draft picks. It's hard to screw them up. They didn't screw them up. Congrats. No. At least um, the top no, they, two. At least the top two. Yeah, I feel like Thibodeau and Neil are, were, were kind of no-brainer picks for them, and they're going to get the benefits of drafting those good players. I think they made the right choice with Daniel Jones. Um, he's, you know, they're obviously going to ride with him again this year, uh, unless they really are are thinking Tyrod Taylor is going to come in and take that spot. I don't think. No. Uh, so I think this is probably Daniel Jones's last year uh, as the Giants' starter. Uh, but they, you know, they'll kind of continue to ride that out uh, until they can get a better situation. You know, I think defensively. Um, they are going to be another team that is going to kind of improve based on some of the injection that they got, you know, from this draft. Uh, Thibodeau obviously going opposite of someone like Aziz Ojolari, who we both really liked. Uh, what eight is, sacks is, last is, year as a rookie? Yeah, and and that you know, I, I it doesn't really surprise me, honestly, because we saw that kind of talent coming out. To be frank, they ha- also have a, a strong interior uh, of guys who are also kind of getting up there in age. Uh, Dexter Lawrence is, 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 is a younger player. He's only been around for a couple of years, but the Leonard Williams has been around for mm-hmm. a little while. Justin Ellis as well. Um, you know, and, and, and again, a kind of a linebacker core that is uh, they didn't really do a ton to improve on, you know, um, that, that was, that was okay. Blake Martinez, I think was surprisingly good for them or I, I don't maybe not surprisingly yeah was he was healthy and, and I think that's that's that was a, a big boon for them um and and you know I think that they got uh Tay Crowder a couple years ago who I think is uh is, is kind of developed into that role but you know they still Xavier McKinney has been up and down he's been good when he's been on the field Julian Love uh has been okay at the position and they kind of have a, a hodgepodge of corners now that they've gotten rid of Bradbury. I mean, it's uh, Aaron Robinson, who uh, this is the UCF kid, right? Yep. I think I remember. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And then a Dory Jackson, who we liked coming out of USC. He's kind of bounced around a little bit. He's been good. He's been bad. He's, you know, he's kind of just been up and down. Um, Darnay Holmes was another kid. I think he's the UCLA, UCLA kid, if I remember. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, kind of a smaller, but a nickelback type, you know, and, and wasn't, you know, exceptional when the Cowboys played against them last year. So I think, you know, offensively, their improvement is going to come with uh, the potential of if Saquon Barkley can stay healthy, what, you know, what additions they can get from Dable coming in and running this offense, uh, you know, hopefully for them, you know, and their uh, Neil being opposite of Andrew Thomas gives mm-hmm. them a little bit more time. I don't know if giving Daniel Jones more time in the pocket is actually helpful. Uh, so, you know, I think for the Giants, it's still kind of uh, neither here nor there. You know, this feels it's, like a transition year. A little they're bit very long, much but... in transition. Absolutely. Because they their cap situation was so bad because of Dave Gettleman and some of the moves that they made that it just feels like they weren't even able to, to sign – some free agents without having to restructure some contracts. Like that's how bad Gettleman yeah. left their contract stuff. So yep. it feels like this is a year they're going to really develop uh, some players on the offense and defensive line. They'll see what Daniel Jones has probably let him walk after this year. And the next year is the year that they're either drafting or trading for a quarterback. But I will say, I, I think the giants are doing things the right way to complete a rebuild but they're not going to be a threat to the Cowboys or the Eagles this year. I, I, I think I this is probably a five and 12 team, something like that, but it won't shock me Atlanta. If they're a lot like Detroit was last year where they're just competitive they're in a lot of games yep. because the offensive defensive line are better than you would think. 
Yeah, I agree. I think, and I think that they will be a team that could be good in a year, in two years, maybe. You know, I, I, I agree that I, it feels like the difference between what they're doing now versus what they're doing with Gettleman is that they're making smart moves and that they're making moves towards the future. Uh, Seems I like they have a plan, right? Definitely more than they did for yeah. sure. Um, and and they're not uh, they're they're not being uh, stupid and, and and wrongheaded about their drafts yeah. and, and, and their free agent signings. And they're making smart moves, like you know, not trying to make Daniel Jones into something he's not, and and yeah. not trying you know signing his fifth year deal just because uh, it's embarrassing to not you know sign right. him to a fifth right year. exactly. They they decided to do the smart thing. Well, hey, if if he has a fantastic year. Right. If he has a fantastic year, we'll franchise him and we'll we'll give him another year. But there's absolutely no reason why we need to pay him twenty five million dollars right now for two years from now. Like it's just it's absolutely. Uh, we'll see. Uh, I I still think this Giants back seven is really bad. Like yeah. I I'm a big I'm a big fan of Adore Jackson. He can't stay healthy and his play is so up and down. Xavier Even McKinney when he is somebody, healthy. Yeah, Xavier McKinney is somebody that we like coming out of school. He's been okay. Everybody else in this back seven is not good. E- even Blake Martinez, I-, I I think he could be exposed a lot due to a lack of athleticism. Tate Crowder, frankly, I just I, I don't see it with Tate Crowder. They played Jalen Smith a lot of snaps at the end of the season because their linebackers were so bad. Um, it, it feels like if you can block their front four, which is very good, with it's going to be with Kayvon Thibodeau, as Ojalari, Dexter Lawrence, Leonard Williams, you're going to be able to pick apart the secondary. And I, I don't think the offense is going to be particularly good, even though they're bringing in Brian Dable and you've added offensive line talent. Again, this feels like a five and 12 type of team. I mean, I'm, I'm running the ball on the outside of them all day long. Oh yeah. You know, I, yeah. I'm making Kayvon Thibodeau and Aziz Ojalari stop the run. Yeah. And then I'm making a Dory Jackson come up and tackle my absolutely. Back. You know, like they still don't have an answer that Martinez can't run like that as as well as he could. He's nope. still a good run player, but I'm but I'm going to make him work at it all day long. And then once he's tired doing that, I'm going to throw the ball behind him and then and, and score long touchdowns. I, yep. I don't think that that much has changed with this defense. And I think that will be continued to be the plan. One hundred percent agree. Uh, all right, let's uh, take one more break to tell you guys about Bet Online. Our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all of your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including this year's basketball playoffs, Major League Baseball scores, fights, and even next season's NFL futures. Bet Online is your continued source for all of your sports wagering needs, from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet online where the game starts. All right, Landon, the last team we're going to talk about the Washington Commanders. We talked about the Giants having a plan. All right, it seems like they're trying to build for the future. The Eagles are clearly trying to win right now uh, and maximize Jalen Hurts on a rookie contract. The Commanders, I have no idea. What's that? What's that meme where they have like the three-headed dragon? Right, it's a cartoon, and two of them are fierce-looking, and then one's like, "That's the Washington Commanders' off-season." It seems like, right, where it's like, I don't have an idea what's going on. Uh, I like Jahan Dotson. I'm was shocked that they took Dotson where they did, um, just because over Traylon Burks. Yeah, exactly. Um, Yeah, I mean, I think look. 
it all starts with Carson Wentz. I mean, it was a terrible trade. Why you've how you've watched Carson Wentz the last few years and feel like you need to give up that to go get him uh, and then pay him money. Like it's it just doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Um, I, I understand the idea of being desperate to, to, to fix the quarterback position, but you're still really just kicking the can down here. I understand you draft Sam Howell, but that's just like it was a fifth round know. pick. It's yeah. a throwaway pick, and it's obviously not a, a serious commitment to the position. You're you hoping know, he so. can beat out Taylor Heineke a year from now, but he won't. <laughs> like that's the thing is that he, I mean, and maybe he will a year from now, but like he certainly won't this year. Uh, and, and and yeah, like I just again, it, it, if it all starts at the quarterback position, like the Carson Wentz thing is just hilarious, basically, and and it all emanates from that. Outside of that. You know, they, they tried to shore up their offensive line by signing uh, two former great Carolina Panthers interior offensive linemen uh, that are not playing at the same level they were in, let's yep. say, 2016. Yeah, I mean, you know how much I watch the Steelers. I, I think Trey Turner kind of washed. I, I really we, I, I don't understand. And we loved him for years. Like, and, and, and yeah, he is so washed. Norwell, I think he's still got some good football left in him. Uh, but I mean, although he's older after, as well, I think he's 30 yeah. something now. He certainly isn't what he was. No, uh, you know, I think that they're, they're, they're doing the Sam Cosme thing as, as starting tackle. Uh, and he's going opposite we'll Charles Leno, who has, has had a, a, a good resurgence of his career. I would say, uh, the tight end room is, is interesting. <laughs> Logan Thomas and, uh, Cole Turner, uh, they got they drafted in the fifth round. Yeah, the wide receiver group, I mean, again, like they drafted Dotson over, you know, some other folks that we we probably would have preferred. I like Dotson a lot, Mm -hmm. um, but I I just don't know, like, you know, Terry, obviously Terry McClellan, McLaurin is maybe the best wide receiver in the NFC East. Um, And, 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 but I I just don't know, like Samuel can't seem to stay healthy. What are they even doing with Curtis Samuel? Um, Dotson, it's like, you know, I like I think the he player. Is a really good number two receiver. Like, I think I think that's fine. Like, if he's your number two, you're doing you're great. But you draft that guy at 16 overall, especially when you had the was it 11th pick, 12th pick? I don't know. Yeah, that seems it. it the whole the whole first round for Washington didn't really make a lot of sense. You know what? To me, okay, if Washington went in this season with the goal that we are going to run the ball like crazy because we have three running backs that we really like in Antonio Gibson, J.D. McKissick, and now Brian Robinson, who I actually liked a lot from Alabama. We, we, and we just play defense, and we've got Terry McLaurin to take shots down the field. Okay, I get it. At least that's a plan. But when you go and draft <laughs> – you draft uh, Jahan Dotson at 16. You spend a third-round pick on Diami Brown. You're going to give Terry McLaurin a bunch of money. You spent a bunch of money on Curtis Samuel. You signed Logan Thomas to a contract extension last year. It looks like an offense that should be trying to throw the ball 40 or 50 times, not play this ball control style of offense. It just, it's weird to me, Atlanta. That, that's all. And then you go trade for a quarterback who I feel like the more he throws, the worse your team is. Like That's just not a good combination to have for me. I don't know why you would want to promote an offense that has Carson Wentz sitting in the pocket you know yeah. like the, the the worst thing that carson Wentz can do is spend too much spend too much time in the pocket and what they're trying to do is they got all these guys that they can take shots down the field like teams have got to stop thinking that carson Wentz is young ben roethlisberger like the the, the the problem is is that ben roethlisberger at least got four to five to six years of that whole 
being able to take shots in the pocket and deliver the ball down the field for touchdowns. Uh, Carson Wentz had like half a season of that before yeah. it, it, it fell apart. He just can't do it. He he like it, it he the longer he holds onto the ball, the more likely he is to fumble it, to to throw an interception, to just do something stupid. So this idea of like trying to base an offense around you know, a, a good defense that uh, is going to take shots down the field with some of these players and then to go out and get Carson Wentz to be the, the trigger man for that offense. It just doesn't make any sense to me I, at all. And I've said this multiple times on this podcast, but the last two weeks of the season for the Colts, they played the Raiders at home, home, and then they played Jacksonville in Jacksonville. <laughs> but both of those games, they just needed to win one of them to make the playoffs. And every single time that, Wentz dropped back to throw and he didn't hand the ball off to Jonathan Taylor felt like a win for the defense. Like you could almost see the defensive coordinators for both teams, like taking a big sigh of relief when they saw not Jonathan Taylor touching the ball. That's a bad spot to be in. If you have a starting quarterback, like you don't want the opposing team hoping that he throws the ball, right? What's the plan? Like what's the plan beyond this year? You just spent a whole bunch of money on Carson Wentz. Is if he's terrible, what are you doing next year? You are you cutting bait there? If you did, you wasted a lot of time, money, and resources on a guy. Uh, this feels like a an attempt to extend the 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 tenure of the people that are in the coaches and the, the front office room. I, I I just I, this doesn't make sense for this year. It doesn't make sense for the future. Yeah, this offense doesn't make sense now. The defense is still going to be good. This defense is still or it got, should be good. Or there at least were, it there should be. Last year yeah. they were bad on defense, though. Well, that's the thing is that on paper, and again, <laughs> pointing to how things don't always work out the way that they you think they were with the, all the names that you've got. This was supposed to be like one of the best defenses in football. I, I mean, I, I you know, I mean. Think about how much the Washington folks were, were crowing about how good this defense was. And they were terrible last year. Even yeah. when Chase Young was healthy and playing, like they were bad. Uh, so they still have a lot of these same very talented guys. Montez Sweat, Deron Payne, Jonathan Allen, and Chase Young is an incredible starting four on paper. But they still need to play like they have. You know, Chase Young, I have no doubts, is going to bounce back and be a monster this year. I, I, I mean, I just – He'll be fantastic, yeah. He'll be fantastic. The question is, can the rest of these guys live up to the, their billing? Can they stay healthy? Uh, and then what's going on behind them? You know, I, I think Cole Holcomb was, played okay football at different points last year, but, you know, wasn't exactly, you know, uh, a lifesaver. Jamin Davis, I think they're hoping for a better year this year, let's say. <laughs> I mean, he was uh, awful last year. Yeah, he was, awful. he was bad. Um, I, I think that they're hoping that you know a, a better season, a, a year underneath his belt, will give him a little bit better experience and he'll play better. You know, in the back end, I thought William Jackson was a huge signing for them, but he was seemed very up and down at different points. You know, yeah, just wasn't quite uh, you know what they had hoped. I think he a little bit of what you saw in Cincinnati uh, that they had hoped that that wouldn't kind of translate over that a change of venue would help. It didn't seem to immediately help with William Jackson. Uh, Kendall Fuller is. You know he's Kendall Fuller. If you know he's the fine. player, he's their I mean, best he's, defensive back. He's he's good. He's solid player. You know, uh, Cameron Curl is a, is a, is one of these kind of every team has got this guy right. Mm-hmm. Like that is like a, a a strong safety that that the that that the team really likes. But it's like if that's like your best player or the secondary, then like you're in trouble. Uh, and and you know I think the rest of the group is kind of a, a lot of meh. You know so. 
Their, I just their think- depth in the secondary is pretty awful, right? Like, yeah, they're, they're, William Jackson. I mean, I think yeah, I liked William Jackson a lot. He did not have a good year. Benjamin St. Juice is one of their other starting outside cornerbacks. And after that, it's a bunch of day three and undrafted free agents like Percy Butler, who they drafted in the third or fourth round this year, might be like their fifth defensive back. Like they are in big trouble in the secondary if anybody gets hurt. And even then, Landon, like it's not a good secondary even to open the season. Like no, they they gave up so many big plays down the fields due to coverage busts and guys just not knowing where to be last year. It's kind of shocking that they didn't do more to address their secondary. They needed this team to have an incredible pass rush all the time to, to kind of make up for what they have in the back end. And it just didn't happen. You know, like it just, it just, they weren't able to produce the pressure that they were expecting. And then if teams were able to run the football on them and kind of get them going in multiple directions through play action, I mean, it, it, it fell apart for, for really quickly for a defense that was supposed to be tops in the NFC. I, I won't be surprised, Landon, though, if Washington wins seven between seven and nine games this year. Like, they're, they're just a better, more talented team than the Giants. And they might even upset the Eagles once or whatever this year. But I, I just don't see the long-term plan. I think Giants fans should be much more excited about the future of what that I agree. team is than what Washington is. I agree, which is crazy to say even just from a year ago, yeah. right? Like, I mean, I think it's it's nuts how things can fall apart really quickly. And, I mean, this is a cautionary tale for the Cowboys too. You know, they, they, you, you, you think you have something and then, it, it you know, it's it just kind of all falls apart yep. on you. And, and, and frankly, I mean, a lot of what is what happened to the Cowboys offense at the end of the year, right, where it's like they had a lot of names, but they weren't able to kind of execute on some key uh, aspects of their off uh, of their game, and it ended up kind of crushing the whole system. And I think that that's kind of what happened with Washington and their defense, except very early in the season. I agree. Uh, all right. Well, there's our um, our NFC East kind of review of everything that happened this off season. Uh, tomorrow, we've got a special show with uh, Locked On Bucks to, to start you get ready, you guys ready for Week One. Kind of talk yeah. about what happened since last year when the Cowboys and Bucks met Week One. We'll also talk about the Bucks moves uh, that they made this off season and compare the Cowboys roster. So be on the lookout for that. We also wanted to thank you guys for making Locked On Cowboys your first listen every single day. Now, for your second listen, check out Locked On NFL. The NFL season may be a little or off season may be a little dark right now, but the NFL never stops and neither does Locked On NFL. Get insights and opinions from your hosts, including Ross Jackson, Chris Carter, and Tony Wiggins, plus local Locked On NFL hosts repping all 32 squads. There's no off season for real fans. So make sure you're subscribed to the Locked On NFL channel, uh, podcast, YouTube, wherever you get your podcasts. And for us, check us out uh, at Locked On Cowboys on Twitter. Get your podcast wherever you've been downloading podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Uh, we're on YouTube every single day. You guys have been crushing those videos over there. Uh, we you. really, really appreciate it. Follow Landon at McCoolBCB. I am at Marcus underscore Mosier. We'll see you guys right back here tomorrow.